Sports. Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. This is the Packers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Packers Wire editor, Zach Cruz. From a, from a Green Bay Packers fan perspective, it's all bad because this should be solidified. This should ha- you should have this quarterback. No doubts that he's going to be here this year, next year, years from now because he's that good and he's that special of a player. Of course, we all know that, but quarterbacks have power. And if quarterbacks choose that they want a contract or they want out of town or eventually I just want control after this year to control where I go, they can do that. And I think this does have something to do with Aaron Rodgers. And I think they have to, we all have to realize about how a lot of professional football players achieve success in their careers. It's they take things personal. And I believe that Aaron Rodgers is a person that takes things personal. I still think he feels wronged by that first round pick of Jordan Love. So it's like, listen, I'm going to I remember who's got my back. And you guys take a quarterback in the first round, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna play my options out a little bit and have a little bit of control. And I think Aaron Rodgers is making decisions behind the scenes because he does have that type of power. Well, there's ESPN's Teddy Bruschi, my buddy uh, Teddy Bruschi, Zach. I've had some good times <laughs> out here in New England watching Teddy Bruschi play some football. He's weighing in on Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's weighing in on this saga, the storyline that keeps on giving for us, right? during an offseason for the Packers, which they haven't done a ton, uh, at least not a ton outside of their own organization in, in terms of signing guys as free agency. And the conversation continues, Zach, after team president Mark Murphy spoke but declined to provide any clarification on the unsolved mystery that is Aaron Rodgers' <laughs> contract, right? And no shock yeah. there. The Packers are remaining tight-lipped on this one. Uh, the mystery continues. You've been reporting on this thing. You, you can't help yourself. You have to. You have to keep reporting on this thing. <laughs> But I know you kind of see this playing out in two different ways now. Yeah, I, I, I think there's really only two options that, you know, this can play out. I think, you know, either the team wants to play Aaron Rodgers' contract out kind of year by year, leave all their options open, you know, leave that Jordan Love door open. Or, you know, behind the scenes, they're, you know, working on some long-term extension with him that's going to, you know, commit to him past 2021. I think, you know, the Mark Murphy thing was really interesting. I wasn't quite sure what to take out of it because that, you know, it really felt like a chance for, you know, a team leader for the Packers to come out in the public, you know, clarify the situation a little bit, or, you know, it, you know, if they're working on some big extension with them, you maybe assume that the team would be comfortable, you know, disclosing that little bit of information and just kind of ending the mystery and the speculation, but, you know, who knows? It's, you know, we've been guessing on it for a couple of months now. Yes. It's almost, it, it's almost not worth guessing anymore because it, you know, it probably just needs time to play out. And like, like we just talked about, there's, there's really only two options for this to play out, I think. So, you know, we're just gonna have to keep playing the waiting game on it. Yeah. And, and the Packers obviously know at this point that there's some smoke on this thing and you're right. They, that's a great mm-hmm. point. Like they had a chance to kind of put some of that out, put the fire out, Yeah, just give us anything. But they, again, they're just remaining tight lipped. Do you agree at all with Teddy Bruschi that there could be like a power struggle forming? Like maybe Rodgers is strong arming them. Like he's not ready to restructure his contract because he wants some leverage in this thing. Yeah, I think maybe there would be some pushback on just like a simple restructure because, you know, even if they push the money, a little bit of money, the future, that wouldn't guarantee that he's there past 2021. I think, 
you know, if, if he has it his way, he's going to get that extension, you know, kind of get Jordan Love out of the picture and know that he's going to be the quarterback there, you know, past next year. I don't, I don't think he wants to be a lame duck quarterback. And, you know, I, the team is prob- probably pushing back on that because, you know, they kind of have a good situation right now where they have the MVP quarterback of the NFL under contract for three years next three years, but they also have Jordan Love developing behind them. So, you know, maybe they don't want to give up that, you know, second option. So, yeah, I, I think there could be some pushback on both sides, you know, on this thing. Oh, it's a storyline that won't go away. So we'll circle back next mm-hmm. week and we'll we'll try to come up with another angle. That's that's what we've been doing <laughs> week to week to week. It's been, it's been yep. fun. I hope you're not sick of it yet, Zach. I'm not. Um, no, it's this is this is by far the most fascinating part is. of the whole offseason. It's, it's great. I, you know, I, I wish we had a few more, you know, breadcrumbs to chase <laughs> in this mystery. Yeah. But we're walking you know, in circles a little bit, it, a little bit. But it, it's it's very fascinating. It's going to tell us so much about the future of this team. So. Well, the, well, the good news is we have uh, other things to keep us occupied with the Packers because it's April where it's draft month. Right. So it's time yep. to start devouring all that stuff. I've been devouring the content on DraftWire a ton, uh, yep. seeing you know all the different scenarios and which way the Packers could go. And obviously the draft board is just completely different now than it was uh, a week ago with the Niners and the Dolphins and the Eagles, and it's just freaking right. crazy. I'm glad they did it a month early, Zach, so we can actually analyze and see what happens for each team. But I think let's, let's look at some needs for the Packers, right? I mean, you, you had an article out on Packers Wire kind of talking through the moves the Packers have made in free agency. It's been a lot of signing their own guys like Aaron Jones, yeah. Kevin King, Mercedes Lewis, and then their restricted free agent guys or, or exclusive rights or whatever, all these freaking tags. But uh, Tunyon <laughs> and Alan Lazard, they're back as well. So getting those key pieces back, that's been the offseason for us besides the long snapper, which we talked about last week. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in LaFleur's offense, the Packers need a third running back, and you mentioned that. Jamal Williams hey. is gone. Uh, we know it's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones. We know we're going to see more uh, Dylan this year, but there's a need there for the Packers, and that's one that you're kind of you wrote about. They might go to the draft to uh, kind of fill yeah. out that running back room. Matt Lafleur made it pretty clear last offseason that he wants you know three guys that are capable at running back and that he can trust to play. And you know they eventually backed that up a couple months later by taking AJ Dylan in the second round. So I think you know when you factor in the potential for injuries at that position and. You know, they really don't want to overwork, you know, Aaron Jones. And you even look at how they structured Aaron Jones deal. It's, you know, it's pretty much only a two-year deal. So I do think, you know, finding a capable third running back and, you know, building some future depth is a need for this team. And I, I do think maybe they could look to a, to a guy that, you know, operates a little bit like Tyler Irvin who can, you know, handle some of the motion stuff in the offense, do some things in the return game, you know, kind of be a versatile piece behind those those two frontline guys. So we'll see that. I don't see a clear cut number three running back on this roster right now. I think, you know, you look to the draft and there's a lot of good, you know, running back options that I think could be available to teams after the first couple of days. So I would expect, you know, the Packers got a, a bunch of those, you know, day three picks. So I would, I think I would expect them to use at least one of those on a, on a running back. Like I said, I know they re-signed Jones, but I think, you know, building out that position, if, if I were in charge, I would just keep using mid round picks on that position you know, hope you hit on a star like Aaron Jones every couple of years. Well, going through DraftWire's picks, I know Luke Easterling over there, he does a great job, and he did a revised mock draft after the 49ers and the Dolphins and the Eagles made those blockbuster moves. Still, after all that, Zach, that whole all that shakeup, they still have a wide receiver going to the Packers, and I just still feel <laughs> like yeah, this is something we keep wishing for, but 
I don't really believe it's going to happen. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but they have Elijah Moore from uh, Ole Miss going to the Packers at uh, pick number 29. And I found this fascinating because there's a bunch of right wide receivers that are, that are supposed to go before the Packers even get here. Like, yeah. we know Jamar Chase is going to be long gone in the top five or six. We know Jalen Waddle's going to be gone. We know Devontae Smith of Alabama is also going to be gone. We talked about yep. Rashawn Bateman of Minnesota. He's a guy that's been linked to the Packers a lot. The draft wire has him going just before the Packers. That's like four, what is that, five wide receivers? We know there's going to be four or five quarterbacks. So I'm starting yep. to look at other positions like, what about corner? You know, what about secondary? Yeah. Like there could be some stud defensive players available mid to late day one. And for me, I'm like, I don't know if I want to jump into the wide receiver pool and, and that thing. Maybe I'm just I'm a Patriots fan and I have PTSD with the with Nikhil Harry, you know, like that wide receiver. You pick a guy in the first round and he just does nothing and it's like, oh my God, we wasted yeah. that thing. But uh I'm looking at all the offense going off the board in the first round and I'm like, ooh man, there's gonna be a lot of value on D. And I almost I'm almost rooting for the Packers at this point to maybe look at corner. I mean, they yeah. they, they got Kevin King, but we could use a corner. Yeah. For, first, I'll say about the receiver and Elijah Moore, which they took uh, for the Packers at 29. I think that actually would be a great uh, fit. Um, you know, the more I've studied this draft class, the more I like the potential for the Packers to you know add a receiver maybe early in the draft that can be you know you know they have a. The, the deep threat in MVS, you know, Devontae can do just about everything. Lazard does all the little things, but they don't have that, you know, speedy run after the catch guy. And I, I do think that's an actual need for them on this offense. You, you look at that, the way they run the offense, ton, tons of motion, you know, they run a bunch of quick screens, a bunch of run pass options. You know, this scheme is really begging for a guy with, you know, speed and elusiveness after the catch. So, I just don't know how you defend this offense if you could add a guy like, you know, Tony from Florida, Rondell Moore. You know, we mentioned Elijah Moore, um, Amari Rogers, uh, Felton from UCLA could make a lot of sense. Kenneth Gainwell, he might even make sense. Yeah, I, I do think receiver could be a luxury at this point for the Packers, especially early in the draft. But, man, that offense could be so good with a, with a true gadget receiver i guess we want but, it we want it man yeah yeah it, it, it fits so perfectly into what they have and what they need and you know how they could take that offense to the next level especially you know you dig into that the scheme and how good that would fit but yeah also cornerback i think that's you know some we've we've been targeting for a long time on this podcast you you know you just look at all the places brian gutekunst has visited for you know over the last couple months for pro days and it's all the top cornerbacks. He's gone and looked at all of them. So I, I think you can look at the depth chart at that position. And, you know, you, Kevin King is on a one-year deal. Chandon Sullivan's on a one-year deal. Josh Jackson's entering the final year of his deal. You know, this position might be returning to everyone from last year, but it could definitely use an upgrade. And there's probably going to be, like you said, there's probably going to be some good options there at the end of the first round. And I, I think there's some, some, some really good potential for, you know, potentially finding an upgrade on Kevin, Kevin King right away. And you're, you're building necessary depth for the future. Cause they really do need some depth. And, you know, it, it's a premium position. So I, I do think it's, it's one they valued high over the years. So yeah, I, I would totally expect one of their first few picks to be a cornerback in this draft. Yeah. I love that point you just made about, you know, cause we've been seeing like, where, where are the Packers? What pro days are they hit? Are they hitting? Well, they hit yep. Northwestern with Greg Newsom. They hit Florida State with Asante Samuel. They hit Virginia Tech with Caleb Farley. So you're right. They're hitting yep. all the, these big-name corners that could be around mid to late day yep. one, you know, first round. So that, that's interesting. Wide receiver, corner, we'd be happy with either one. 
one thing that I love about Luke is he always does multiple rounds in his mock drafts. He doesn't just do one round. He does that for the fans. And yep. um, it's great. It's great content. So he goes into the second round. So I'm like, ooh, well, who are the Packers going to take at 62? And uh, I shouldn't be surprised at all when I see this. An O-lineman from Division <laughs> Three, Wisconsin Whitewater, Zach. I, I just had to chuckle when I saw that. Of course that would happen, right? They would pick the kid from uh, Wisconsin Whitewater. Um, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know much about Quinn Miners. Uh, but he's an O-lineman. I'm sure he's an interior O-lineman because that's what the Packers need the most. Yep. Um, but do you know anything about that kid? But th- that would be pretty sweet. Hey, I'd, I'd be all for it. I mean, <laughs> of course, of course. They they always need a guy from Whitewater on their on the <laughs> roster. And, you know, they just they, they got rid of Jake Kumaro last year. So, so this is a thing, know, the, the Whitewater This thing. guy could be, yeah, this guy could be the new Whitewater star. But, yeah, he's actually a really good player. He had a really, really good senior bowl. He kind of blew up the senior bowl and kind of went on everybody's radar as a, maybe a – first couple day pick. So I, I do think, you know, he could step in and help them replace Corey Lindsley probably right away. And I think, you know, you, you read some of these draft reports and they think he can play guard or center probably at a high level. So, you know, you, you look at the fit, he's a whitewater guy. He'd fit right in. And, you know, <laughs> they, they they have that need on the interior of the offensive line. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good fit. I think I'd be an immediate fan favorite. There's no doubt about yep. it. So, all right, so coming up next, we heard from Teddy Bruschi of ESPN. I saw an article on ESPN that was kind of interesting. It was kind of not quite, but almost comparing the Packers to that last dance thing, you know, that MJ documentary, <laughs> The Last Dance. Is this the last dance for Rodgers and the Packers? I got some thoughts on that. We'll do that coming up next. All right, Zach, so on this topic of The Last Dance, that might be a little over dramatic at this point, maybe hyperbole at this point. All right, it's too early. We don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, but all we have is speculation, as we talked about. The, the Packers will not tell us what's going on. They will not tell us anything. They will not leave us any breadcrumbs, so we have to speculate. That's what we do. Um, obviously, the Packers have been trying to keep the band together. Now, we're seeing that a lot across the league, right? The Tampa Bay Bucks are the best at it. I think they got every starter from the Super Bowl back, Zach, now. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the Bills have done it. You know, They've gotten back a lot of their guys, so the Packers are in this mode where they're literally really not bringing in guys from outside the organization, just focusing on their own guy. They re-signed defensive lineman Tyler Lancaster. He's the newest. We've mentioned some of the others. You wrote on Packers Wire how the team will now return 15 of the 18 players that were on the field for at least 150 offensive snaps last season and 13 of the top 14 players in defense. So this is really a let's keep the band together. Let's try to we know how good we were last year. Let's try to run it back and do yep. it again. Right. And one thing this article that I saw on ESPN highlighted, though, and it's I think this is something you've touched on in the past on this show. The top eight players under contract next season for the Packers and the, the biggest offenders are Rodgers, Zadarius Smith, David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, and Preston Smith. They have a combined 2022 salary cap charge of $161 million. <laughs> You know, So if the salary cap goes up a little bit, it'll still be a problem. But if the salary cap stays flat, it'll be a big-time problem. And we're looking at, you know, the Packers could have 80, 85% of their cap tied up in eight players. And that's just not really a a great way to build your team, is it? So we're waiting on this Aaron Rodgers thing. We're waiting on the extension. We know that his cap hit in 2022, Zach, is 40 million. And we've just been waiting. Like, it's very easy for them to fix that by just extending him, right? And just fix the cap hit. Uh, Maybe that's going to come. But right now, as we're in this kind of holding pattern with the Rodgers thing, you start to think like, okay, yeah, the band's going to be back together in 2022, but if things don't change here, it's going to be a pretty big breakup here coming up down the road. Yeah, I mean, they've pretty much gone all in as much as they could have for this year. And yeah, I kind of thought last year that that was maybe going to be their last great chance with that core team to you know make a big run. But 
you know, they've, they found a way to finesse the salary cap without touching Rogers deal. They kept everyone together for at least one more year. But like you said, this bill is going to have to be paid at some point and it sure looks like it's going to come due next year. You know, like you said, those top eight cap hits, you know, they still got to re-sign Devontae Adams. Yes, They're going to yes. add Jair, Jair Alexander's um, fifth-year option to that, Two to big that ones. bill. Two big ones. They have to re-sign so, those guys. Th- those guys aren't yeah. going anywhere. Yeah, those guys have to be. They're going to be back. So, um, yeah, the, the cap is going to be a major, major issue next year, maybe, probably more than it was this year. So, yeah, I, I think – Maybe they could push, you know, keep kicking this can down the road a little bit and hope for a, you know, cap spike in 2023. But I think things are going to look probably a lot different in 2022. I mean, we don't even, we don't even know who the quarterback is going to be in 2022. It could very well be Jordan Love. Um, you know, I'm not saying it's likely, but it could be their mindset that they're just going to go for it this year. You know, see what happens, knowing that you know, that there's this transition and probably a mini rebuild around potentially a new quarterback that's, you know, coming two years down the road. I don't know. I, that's speculation. That's all we can do is speculate at this point. But, um, yeah, a, a lot can change in a year, but it it does feel like it could be one of those last dance years where, you know, this is the, the last time that this group of players is together before they kind of have to start breaking stuff up and going in different directions. So it's that, that adds a, a little bit of drama that, you know, this team already has enough drama with it with the quarterback situation after 2021. But man, it feels like there's going to be a lot of pressure on this team going into next year. You're playing ball with this topic. I love it. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're, you're not being. You're not going to be too practical with this. I like it. So this is great. So all right. So if this is the last dance, right? If they're really, if they're starting to eyeball, if they're like, all right, we're at odds with with Aaron. We can't really get this contract thing done. We're you know we're on. We're both trying to create leverage on that thing. All right, well, maybe we really go all in now. We saw Tampa Bay do it. They were signing veterans left yeah. and right. Who wants to come and play for Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and win the Super Bowl, right? That's That was their pitch, right. and somehow it worked. There's still some guys out there, K.J. Wright, Richard Sherman, veterans that have been there, that have done yeah. that, that have won Super Bowls, that could bring real leadership to the team, that could walk in the locker room with some like cachet. We've yeah. been waiting for the Packers to do something, Zach, in free agency that's not you know outside of the organization. You've been writing about it. Here's some... Here's free agents the Packers could go after, but we're just been waiting. We're kind of been waiting for them to finally do it. And what do you think? Like, I keep kicking this. We're, I'm kicking this can down the road, right? Like, I've I've been asking you this one all week. But you know, even if they don't get Rodgers done and within the next couple of weeks, the Packers Wire had a, an interesting story about Dean Lowry. They could clear some quick space by cutting him if they wanted to cut him loose, and then bring in a veteran that could you know make the maybe help push this team over the top. Yeah, you brought up KJ Wright. That that would be a great signing for them because they, yeah, I love him. you know, they got a, they got a couple of young guys at linebacker that I think they like. But man, adding KJ Wright could really stabilize that position. You know, help that D. I, I don't know about Richard Sherman at this point because they they re-signed Kevin King, and I, to me, that feels like the low move that they're going to make in free agency at cornerback. When you know they had all these options and they picked bringing back King, so I don't know if Sherman's. I, it'd be great to have him because I think he's a much better player than Kevin King, but yeah. we'll see. I, I I still, I can't even get excited about some of these guys. So I'm just not expecting much. I think, you know, I do think there's going to be some, some bargains available, you know, over the next couple months. And I'd be surprised if they didn't sign at least one veteran, you know, maybe before the draft or right after the draft. But I just, I don't get the sense that they're gearing up to be active now. I think, you know, the money factor is still a big deal. They, they can clear some room with, with Dean Lowry's contract. And, you know, just without a big extension happening for Rodgers or Devontae, I just don't know how they can 
be active on some of these bigger names. So I would, I would expect him to add maybe one guy. It's not probably going to be a splashy move, but I, I think that's probably all they can do at this point. Another long snapper, something like, something like that. <laughs> More competition. At long <laughs> yeah, there that's, it is. That's there it gotta is. be it. All right. Well, let's, let's leave it here. We know that there's going to be a 17 game regular season. I think we, Oh, we saw this coming, but now it's official. And right. but the NFL is doing a kind of a good job of hyping this thing up. Now, uh, I found out today, you know, it's Patriots Cowboys. So as a Patriots fan, that's kind of fun. Packers yeah. Chiefs. Well, that's a that's a great one. That's the Super Bowl that should have been Zach, right? This is <laughs> like we, our conversation might be completely different if the Packers had won the Super Bowl, right? Like who knows where we right. what we'd be talking about right now? But they're still chasing that thing, and man. It should have been Packers Chiefs. Well, we're going to get that game in the regular season this year. So, as a football fan, them extending the regular season to 17 games, I mean, I can't sit here and complain about it. Now, I understand why a lot of the players are pissed. I saw Alvin Kamara's tweet and all that. All the players are are upset about it, and I get that because you know, the league adding a regular season game, it doesn't really jive with their whole thing about player safety and trying to do everything they can to keep the players safe, like obviously. Right. But as a fan, I'm like uh, that's more sports betting. That's more fantasy football. And that's more like playoff races that come down to the wire, like the uh, expanded playoffs. I thought the playoff races going into week 17 were freaking awesome. And now we have week yeah. 18 and it's just going to kind of draw that thing out a little bit. Right. So as a fan, I got to admit more football. I, I love it. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I get more. I get another week of football. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm definitely not complaining about more football. I think there was a um, beautiful harmony to 16 games with 32 teams you know 16 in each conference i, th- I think that layout was just about perfect and they've yeah. ruined it with a 17 game <laughs> stuff That's but a good point i like that but but hey we're getting more football and we're getting some some pretty good games and I, you know obviously this packers chiefs game is you know it's probably the best of the the new 17th game it's the state farm bowl we finally get it you know rogers mahomes but i you know, I don't think probably the Packers are very happy about it because you look at their schedule before adding this game and it was already very brutal. And now they're going to add, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the, the AFC champs to the mix. They're, they're going to be playing 10 games next year against teams that were in the playoffs last year. And that's not even counting 49ers and Cardinals who are also on their schedule. So, yeah, I, I, I think they're going to have their hands full next year. I, you know, the 16-game the schedule is going to be hard enough for them, but now 17 games is, is really going to be a gauntlet for the Packers. So that's our show for this week. If you have any conspiracy theories about the uh, Aaron Rodgers contract, we're, we're looking for more storylines and more angles for that thing. So you can hit up Zach on Twitter if you want, at Zach Cruz. That's Please Z- do. Yeah, it's Zach Cruz 2, Z-A-C-H-K-R-U-S-E, and then the number 2. That's Zach on Twitter. Make sure you follow him. And, yes, please let us know any conspiracy theory you can think of so we can uh, we can go there next week because you know, Zach, that this topic is still going to be on our list. It's going to be right at the yeah, top. Yeah, I don't – it's not going to be solved by next week, I don't nope, think. So we'll, nope. we'll we'll be speculating again next week for so, sure. Yep. So this is how I close every show now. We'll just kind of try to figure out what's next with that thing, and we'll try to do better. But all right, for Zach Cruz, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thanks for joining us. We'll we'll catch you all next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.